Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to President, Patriot and Puppet. Patriot or Puppet. On this radio program, we discuss current political issues with an interaction and intensity not heard on other shows, including any of that visual media. Our listeners learn and often participate because the issues discussed could affect them directly. We do not let the politically skewed loud voices of a few political liars drown out the justified demand for life, liberty, and the truth. You will not hear any political correctness, nor will we run from any of the issues. We will take the challenge head on because each of us will do all in our power to save our country, our beautiful America, from its obvious destruction from within, beginning with the Muslim in chief who obviously hates America. If you have a comment for anyone on the show, our call-in number is 1-347-826-7400. Now, moving right along, Obama has a line forming, not one that he can run from this time. Now, this is a true story about General McChrystal's resignation in Obama's office from uh, General McChrystal's uh, book, and the book title, Never Stand in Line Again. Some men carry and handle their diplomacy better than others. When former U.S. military commander in in Afghanistan, General McChrystal, was called into the Oval Office by Barack Obama, he knew things weren't going to go well when the president accused him of not supporting him in his political role as president. McChrystal said, it's not my job to support you as president. A politician, Mr. President, it's my job to support you as commander-in-chief, McChrystal replied, and he handed Obama his resignation. Now, not satisfied with accepting McChrystal's resignation, the president made a cheap parting shot. I bet when I die you'll be happy to pee on my grave, the general saluted and said, Mr. President, I always told myself after leaving the Army that I'd never stand in line again. And don't you know that's going to be a long line. Now, the same people who told you that you can keep your doctor if you like your doctor, and the same people who told you that ISIS is a JV team, The same people who told you that there was not a smidgen of corruption at the IRS. The same people who allowed untold numbers of veterans to die as they waited on secret lists for essential medical care is now telling us that everything is okay with the Ebola virus death in Texas. We're being told that the Centers for Disease Control will somehow be able to locate the people who came into contact with the dead man after they've become contagious and isolate them to control the spread of the disease. Thousands of people from Ebola-infected countries and adjacent countries come into the United States every day. Are we to believe that our government 
has the resources to track thousands, even tens of thousands of people? Even if you believe that the CDC is capable of identifying and isolating all of the infected after the fact, how does the CDC propose to monitor all the people who had direct and indirect contact with the infected individuals? The short answer is they can't. Oh, yes, we're being reassured that Ebola can't be spread through the air and that transmission is only possible through direct contact with bodily fluids. But one of the pesky facts about Ebola that the government is downplaying is that the Ebola virus can live outside of a human host. Here's what the Public Health Agency of Canada says. Filoviruses have been reported capable to survive for weeks in blood and can also survive on contaminated surfaces. Ebola virus dried into glass, polymeric silicon rubber, or painted aluminum alloy is able to survive in the dark for several hours under the ambient conditions when dried in tissue culture media onto glass and stored at at uh, 4 degrees centigrade, approximately 40 degrees Fahrenheit, Zari Ebola virus survived for over 50 days. In other words, it is possible for a man carrying the Ebola virus to enter the country, show symptoms of the disease, and become contagious days after sneeze or cough on his hands, touch a doorknob or some other surface, and infect others, perhaps hundreds, who touch that doorknob hours or even days later. The short answer is the government doesn't know and even the medical community is unwilling to totally discount the possibility. The only response to that question has been equivocation, begrudging admissions, that it's possible. The truth of the matter is that the medical community knows very little about Ebola, and in light of what is known, why is the Obama regime refusing to implement reasonable travel restrictions on those who are coming from countries in West Africa or recently traveled to the countries in West Africa? In a recent case in which the Ebola virus has spread through the respiratory route from pigs to monkeys has proven that mutations of Ebola can be spread through the air and already exists in the animal world. But wait just a minute. Aren't we animals? Just the higher form? Due to the Obama administration's unclear approach to addressing the threat of the Ebola virus, Americans, particularly the Texans who are possibly being exposed, deserve specific answers to how the administration is addressing travel to and from countries impacted by this disease. Listen to what a rhino said about how he was for the bill before he voted against it. Paul Ryan, after clearly suggesting on a radio show that people 
who are coming from infected countries should be quarantined. Ryan's staff rushed to the issue, uh, issue a uh, clarification, and Politico reported a spokesman for Ryan says the congressman misspoke and was referencing and recommend a recommendation to be monitored for 21 days. Now, how's that for a politically correct backtrack? The only response to a virus uh, this deadly is to quarantine it. Stop flights, suspend visas, and beep up customs and security. It can be done, and the rules were put into place by the Bush administration and then quietly expelled by the Obamianist when he took office, which we spoke of on last week's radio program. Perhaps the more appropriate question to ask, when was the last time the Obama regime told us the truth about anything? So what's the problem with stopping flights and suspending visas? Politico reports the Obama regime's response. At a White House briefing Friday, Lisa Monaco, a White House advisor on homeland security and counterterrorism, argued that a flight ban would actually impede the response because it would make it harder to get medical help to the region. Is she kidding or what? Reasonable people could ask, why not stop flights and suspend visas for everyone except the medical personnel who go to the affected countries to combat the disease? What a hell of a thing to try to think about, huh? We could fly them in directly on government planes fly them back to the United States on government planes and quarantine them. Deluxe five-star combinations for 21 days upon their return. But to ask such a question would confound the Obama regime narrative. Now, William Schaffner, an infectious disease expert at uh, Vanderbilt University, gave the real reason our elected officials are not acting in our best interest, perhaps without realizing the implications of what he was saying, we can't just isolate ourselves from the world. There it is. To the kumbaya crowd, the political elites, and the types in our government, it is far better to sacrifice the lives of Americans than to insult the uh, despotic dictators of third world countries. And if you have to ask if such a sentiment on the part of our elected officials is possible, then you're all, you've already forgotten the recent Veterans Administration scandal and you've already forgotten that Barack Hussein Obama felt compelled to apologize on bended knee after brave Americans were brutally slaughtered in Benghazi. Kareem McQuillian, writing for American Thinker, sums up the sentiment as follows. Democrats are okay with some dead Americans. 
Americans in their own homes sacrificed on the altar of liberal extreme pride or self-confidence about the power of government and political correctness. For liberals, multiculturalisms trumping Americans' lives. Democrats tell us it is unthinkable to suspend air travel from West Africa. We must continue to allow thousands of West Africans to fly here every month. Kennedy agrees if the FAA can cancel flights to Israel, why can't it cancel flights to and from West African countries where the outbreak originated? Simple, because doing so would violate the sacred principles by which our Marxist liberal elite operate to deny an individual entry to the United States over fears of contamination would offend our elite's sense of political correctness. For them, singing out nations, singling out nations or cultures from which threats to the public health or safety of the United States originate is illegitimate. It uh, it uh, stigmatizes those nations or cultures. It shames them. It makes them feel unequal. It's judgmental. It suggests that America prefers her already existing citizens over the others. Well, it's time to shame some politicians. American lives must not be sacrificed on the altar of one world order political correctness. And if our elected leaders don't instinctively understand such a simple concept, it's up to us as patriotic Americans to make sure that they get the message starting November 4th. If you believe our government is not being straight with you, you're not in a panic. You're not giving in to irrational fears. Far from it. And in spite of what you may be hearing from the Obama regime, the lamestream media, and even some Obama minions who have medical degrees demanding that our government take responsible precautions and temporarily restrict travel to the United States to avoid what the Obamunist has already called a national security priority, does not make you a kook or a wingnut or a tinfoil hat. It's just common sense. And you don't need to be a medical doctor or a microbiologist to understand that our government is not being totally straight with you when it comes to the possibility of an Ebola outbreak in the United States. Our government is allowing politics to trump public safety. Now, boots on the ground in Iraq and Syria? When will it be too late? I must slide in here this fact over the last several weeks we have sat and watched in both disgust and horror as the ISIS not only outgunned and and outfought the ill-prepared Iraqi security forces in their march across Iraq and vast sections of neighboring Syria but they have done this in a large way with the assistance 
of the Iraqis themselves. How is how is this that you may ask, and it's simple, they are accomplishing this task with millions of dollars of captured military equipment that the U.S. left behind, left to aid the Iraqis in their fight against organization like the ISIS. Now the ISIS is using the tanks, the artillery, the Humvees, the ammunition that we so kindly left behind to uh, root and destroy not only the Iraq and Kurdish forces, but thousands of innocent civilians trapped within the walls of any and all villages and cities in their path. Yes, U.S. military hardware is used by ISIS to kill Iraqi civilians at will. One point has become very obvious as this conflict conflict wages on, one that has been in the minds of senior military commanders, both active and retired, in both the USA and the UK, from the start, we have reached a point where a decision has to be made to put boots on the ground. The only questions are whose boots and when. And with that, I'm going to turn things over to my two professionals, Michael Talley and Dr. Mark Davis. And I'll bring in Michael Talley first. Come in, Mike. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Very good. Uh, you know, where do you start with Ebola? You've got this uh, head of the CDC, as the doctor was saying earlier, saying that we know how to stop Ebola saying that he couldn't get a charter flight to go to West Africa or Africa. The boy's up there lying, and now he's taking the hate for it. He's another example of typical Obama politics. Lie to the people. I mean, we know we're in trouble when the golfer-in-chief actually takes two days off from campaigning because we have a crisis. They're not going to admit it. Even when uh, Megyn Kelly asked the head of the CDC about protective equipment, he said, well, we just go to the website, and that's all he refers people to. When you go to the website, you might have a mask on. Yeah, you don't need any protective covering. You need just one pair of gloves. What they didn't say, when he went to Africa, they showed pictures of him, not on that one but on another site. He is garbed to the hilt. He's got protective gear on. You couldn't get a germ in there if you tried. And just the fact that germs can get in the glass, that shows you how microscopically small they are. Glass is basically an impenetrable surface. And if germs can get in there and survive, we got a real serious problem. And, of course, you have a Democratic senator saying up, saying, up saying well, how dare we stop flights into Libya? We're responsible for their problems. Right. you got another senator standing up saying... Well, the CDC, they're hampered because of the sequester cuts. Yeah, well, they didn't spend CDC money on improving sidewalk street lighting and diverted it away from programs that fight infectious diseases. That's their problem. The CDC's budget may have been cut, but the portion that goes after infectious diseases, 
that budget has been increased this whole time. Of course, they don't they don't want to tell you that, but that's the truth. Sure. You got it, it, the Democrats are so so ridiculous. They're blaming Ebola on the Republicans. You know, whatever happens, they blame it on the Republicans. We need some Republicans to step forth and really set the record straight. First of all, if the vacationer, golfer, campaigner-in-chief has taken two days off, geez, I wonder what the problem is. Doctor, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, we have a national emergency embodied in Ebola, no doubt about it. The president has been treading very lightly in this area. He's misdirected, and he's ill-knowledgeable of the things that are going on about in and around Ebola. Flight should have been stopped immediately out of uh, Sierra Leone, Liberia, Gabon, Guinea, and, and so forth, other Western African countries. The thing is, Ronald Reagan would have stopped it the first day. We talked before the show. I would tell you this. Ebola may be airborne. It gets into fluids, mucus. It gets into saliva, body fluid, semen, and so forth. If it's in the mucus, it's in the saliva, it can be aerosolized by cough. Now, they say in the laboratory... Uh, with the with the virus, it's about 0.8 to 1.2 microns. If you have a laboratory uh, spray of Ebola, that's enough to get through a face mask. Probably some of the clothing, the biological garb these people wear are all different sizes. So who knows what can get through there? But I believe it's already been aerosolized. Now there are there are studies to show animals have caught it. Uh, it was a Canadian study in 2012, as we talked last time on the show. But I would tell you this: we are under duress. We cannot as as uh, David said, we cannot track these people who have been exposed to others who have the Ebola virus. And this latest patient, uh, the healthcare worker, the second one out of Dallas, she was on uh, a flight. She visited college campus. She's preparing to get married. Who, who knows who she? She may have transferred it to her boyfriend uh, through, uh, sexual, through sex. So it, we know the semen carries it long after the person, is, if they are cured, could uh, pass it on. So. There's a lot of problems with Ebola. We're not taking care of them. Uh, Frieden, who is the CDC director, he is not doing what he can. He's following, as David said, the parallel uh, Obama agenda, and people are going to die here for no reason at all other than stupidity in the central government. What are your thoughts, gentlemen? Well, the Obama actually thinks the United States deserves Ebola. Yeah. He's doing nothing to stop it. He's doing everything he can to promote it. Opening the southern border, not only are ISIS people coming through, one of the things that ISIS is trying to do is infect some of their people and send them over to infect the United States. The problem is they die first. You you can't live all too long, and you don't have the strength. You don't have the energy. So it's nice that they think that way, but not happening. The problem is... CDC came out and said, well, they're they're monitoring all these people that worked on the first gentleman that, that had passed away. Seventy-seven people. Well, I don't think they're monitoring him too well because this woman got on a plane and infected Cleveland, as yeah. far as we know. By the way, they're always just shutting down the schools in Cleveland and in uh, and uh, Dallas. They tell us 77 either. They said 40-something, as you may recall, when they first introduced that. It had come out. Uh, systematically that it was 77 and then there was uh, excuse me 77 how many did they get in contact with there's no telling how many there is it's incredible there's there's facts out there that are that are coming to the surface and and 
exactly what uh, Mike just got through saying. Conventional answer from yeah. the Democrats are lie and deny. It's incredible. Well, this is a geometric progression. When one comes into contact with the second and third, they come in contact with other people. So you can see how it would spread, uh, especially if it's airborne. If this thing goes airborne and it mutates, and these viruses mutate frequently, we would have a big problem. It hasn't mutated to that level yet, or else we would have seen it. Of course, we would have 100 workers down in Dallas. Uh, with this virus, so we we don't we're not there yet, but we're getting there, and it could be contained by simply stopping the flights. And this stupid uh, human being in the White House is not doing it. Also, uh, Obama did not follow the CDC uh, guidelines as put put to him initially by alerting the nation. So uh, Obama has a lot of problem, and he's the cause of most of it. If he just stops the flights, we'd be fine. And this this redundancy we're talking about the flights should be an issue all throughout the media, and it's not. Only until recently, I wrote three articles about this, about the transmission and things like that. No one spoke about stopping the flights at least a month ago. Now it's all over the media, so maybe they picked up on some of the stuff that the, the rest of us have been writing about. Uh, what do you think? Now this idiot from the it's CDC it's says he can't get a shorter flight. I mean, that's ridiculous. He doesn't want to stop flights, and like was said earlier by David, well, they're saying that if we stop flights into Africa, and I don't understand this, we're just going to encourage the disease, and it's going to get worse. Well, you know, I would, I want us to, I want to talk about until finally somebody gets it, and that is, what do you suppose he sent those three thousand plus troops over there right in the middle of it? Okay, he. Had this is going to come out to be one of the true bigger scandals. He wants there to be a huge outbreak over here. There yep. is no question in my mind that he in, is going to instigate this. He needs a crisis. It's right out of the Saul Alinsky book. He he tried to create a, a crisis to get rid of guns, you remember, with the Fast and Furious. Now he needs a crisis to get the mind off. The, the the low informs mind off of all the scandals and all of the lies and crap that he's involved with. He needs a scandal, I mean a, a crisis, and this is the one I believe that they've picked. And he's doing it on purpose. He wants yeah. these people to die. It was an interesting thing that came out of Harrisburg. Tuesday night, there's a uh, two representatives, uh, both Democrats, uh, Marty Flynn and Orion Bizarro. They were leaving about 11 o'clock at night, and a couple teens came up and put their guns on them, asked for wallets. One of the guys, keeping in mind it's a Democrat, pulled out his gun and started firing at him, and they all ran. This is a Democrat telling us to give your guns up. Yeah. They are not doing it. Yeah. Very true representation of the typical Democratic liar. Yeah. Well, we we have a really big problem in this country. It's called black crime. Recently, in Illinois, University of Illinois, random attacks have been on the students at the university by Afro-Americans. There was a huge melee in the uh, Arizona State Fair just a few days ago. Sixty black kids.
just started rioting as they wanted. They're getting away with this stuff, and this is wrong, wrong, wrong. They should stop their entitlements, bring their parents' backsides into these courts, and and put them to the fire. This is what needs to be done. Throw them in the slammer for a month or two. Do whatever you have. And if they're committing murders, charge them as adults. We're afraid to go out here at night. I remember living in New York City in Brooklyn. People used to call it mafia country where I lived. But our streets were clean, and they were safe for kids to play in. And we don't have that anymore. So we need to bring back a mafia type. That That's fine with me. They could kill each other all they want for all I care. But they, the, the streets were safe. We need safe streets again. We don't have them. And, and black crime is the major problem. Not Spanish crime, not Hispanic crime, but black crime is a big deal. They're 13% of the American population, about 40 million people, and they're 80% of the violent crime in this country, and we need to have it stopped. No, there's, there's, absolute, there's absolute uh, work out there where people are actually tracking this who can prove. You know, there's 80% of the crime committed by the 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 black population in the 13%, and 80% of the jails and prisons are full yeah. of 13%. So it is there is no question what's out there. We've got the political correctness crap out there that these race baiters get to make money on by exploiting their own people, which is uh, the Al Sharpton's, the Jesse Jackson's, you know... Uh, uh, you mentioned before uh, the show started, uh, Dr. Davis, about the fact that uh, there was uh, a Al Sharpton uh, and Jesse Jackson type of, of uh, uh, attack on because this guy was black is the only reason why yeah. he was allowed to die with Ebola. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Racism. Incredible. Now the lawyers are getting involved. The lawyers want to sue the hospital. They want to represent yeah. the families. I want to kill the first. You know what they say, kill the lawyers first. <laughs> Get rid of those. They're the bigger problem in this country than uh, Ebola and ISIS. Our lawyers have destroyed this country, our military, and every other institution that made us strong. So uh, we get no, rid I, of them, and, and and that's where we should be right now. Reminds uh, thinking me of an old joke. What do you call a thousand attorneys that are paratrooping in the air? Air that's pollution. A start. No, it's a good start. <laughs> good if they start crash. is good enough too. <laughs> if they crash into the ground, it's a good start to me. <laughs> I read a book on the demons of democracy. These rats have done everything to undermine this country. I'm not saying every lawyer is a bad person. That's that's ridiculous. But the the government lawyers specifically have undermined everything. Look at EPA. It's full of lawyers. Look at the military now. The lawyers are running it, literally, from the civilian side. They're telling well, the general how, how about to do. this show coming out? How to commit murder? And this is yeah. uh, right. uh, attorneys, you know, who are trying yeah. to uh, teach the the kids uh, uh, that are in there in study to here's how yeah. to commit murder. You know, yeah. A big surprise! I, I think a black woman at the head of the cast. Yeah, well, exactly. Here I, in I, Maryland, I, here in Maryland, the Maryland Board of Physicians, the head person is a lawyer. The head of the physician side is a lawyer. The head of the quality assurance is a lawyer. They politicize the medical board, being a physician. Eight members of the medical board are non-doctors. They're not doctors. How could it be an expert board? And my wife and people tell me from the media, said, stop castigating these people. They'll never give you a license back. I said, I hate them. They're, they're ridiculous. They're destroying <laughs> medicine in my state here, my adopted home state here. And they're doing it around the country, too. The CDC with Tom Frieden, he is following the lawyers' regulatory um, 
agenda has been put to him every day. They had a council yesterday. You heard what happened yesterday at the White House. Uh, they went in, the CDC people, and, and Obama, and Obama was telling them what to do. They're getting the leads from the White House. This is wrong. They're refusing to block uh, the flights again. And Freeman comes up with some ridiculous things that we can't bring people back here to treat them, our own people, if we block the flights. That's nonsense. Why do we have Guantanamo Bay? Put them down there. They well, want to bring people down Guantanamo. here. It's we still isolated. To do that. It's 90 Wait, miles off the coast of Florida. They won't do it. They'd rather bring them into New York City. And that's well, sure, they would have tried. Bad. Yeah, so here you go. Tra- yeah. We traded you know, a we... uh, traitor for yeah. five muzzly, muzzy leaders out of Guantanamo. Yeah. Not even legal. I mean, to yeah. do that, that's amazing. Yeah. Let's go into that just a moment, not that specific, but the idea that there is a mindset, and it's an Islamic mindset, yeah. and that is that they hate anyone that are not Muslims. And I... I want to uh, caution that every time we get drift that we want to go over and fight for this one or fight for that one, it's just exactly like it's happening in Iraq right now. They We, we gave them guns, weapons, and, and et cetera, and they ran and, and gave the uh, the guns and weapons over to the enemy and you know, the cowards, but the idea is they, they hate us. They're, so... That's the lesser of the two evils for them. But look at look at the Grand uh, Mufti of uh, Saudi Arabia ruled that ten year old girls can be married off because, in his words, good upbringing makes a girl ready to perform all marital duties at that age. And the Mufti, who also called for destroying churches in the Arabian Peninsula is uh, descended from Muhammad Wahab, who gave birth to Wahhabishism, whatever the hell that is, and uh, (laughs) descendants have controlled the Saudi religion establishment uh, uh, through its Islam and, and transmitting it around the world so that there will be no other world but an Islamic world. Now, I want you to understand, I know this from the bottom of my soul, I know this. We are at war with Islam, period. And I use the word period correctly as meaning it is exactly what I just got through saying and not as Obama used it, who says, when he says period, that means what I just said was a lie. But there is a war that war is on Islam. There is not a single one who's standing up for the atrocities. Look, every time we get over and get involved in those areas, what what happens? Just like this. They act like cowards and run. They they don't shoot at the, at the real enemy and the real enemy to them is their is their friend because they are all in it together. It's Islam. You know, you hate infidels, so therefore you kill everyone that's not uh, a Muslim. We have to get that point across to people and let them realize that this Muslim in chief is trying to keep political correctness so that no one will uh, diminish his Muslim religion. And he keeps talking about how they cherish uh, peace and all, all the other types of things, when even a complete idiot 
can listen even to the the the, the main lamestream media and pick up the fact that there is a hatred, a undistinguishable hatred for in all Muslims toward anyone that is not a Muslim. Sharia law, anybody? You know, come on. Well, there's well, no moderate Muslims. That's why the Iraqi soldiers left all the weapons. They won't shoot another Muslim, another Islamic cult member. They ran. They, they took their uniforms off, left all their weapons, because there's no moderate Muslims. Well, you, you, you guys defined find very Kennedy well. Pushes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, Go ahead, doctor. I, I, couldn't, I can't hear the voice drop on this side when you're stopping. Wahhabism is basically an ultra-conservative uh, way of thinking about being a Muslim. It goes back to the roots of Muslim from the uh, 7th century when Muhammad was alive. It tries to get rid of all idols, icons, things like that. It, and it's so conservative that go after uh, laws that are so strict, allowing children, basically, uh, to, to be married. They're not even fully formed yet, a 10-year-old, but yet they're having sex with, the, with these animals. So uh, Wahhabism goes back about 300 years, but it, it, its ideas predate that even. Well, there's a couple of women, girls, young girls, 15 and 17, that went over to help ISIS, and now they want to get home. Yeah. Well, no, no kidding. You got idiots like Curry, who's another Muslim lover, apparently, because he's calling Islamic Jihad noble. What are these people? Are they all crazy? I mean, they're all following the Ghaffarin chief's main objective of destroying the country, turning into muzzies. It's just exactly like you said, Mark. Uh, I mean, Mike, it is a cult. What sort of religion could come out of a place that marries off 10-year-old girls you know, and murders old women, charges oh, they're all, they're them just a kill people. Yeah. 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 And all the other stuff. It's, it's, it's incredible. There is no such thing. There is That is a cult. And it needs to be assigned and called that, not be, uh, not have what we're. Seems like that the majority is turning into is cowards over here and letting political correctness kick their ass. And I'm sick of it. Well, the I'm same really thing with the holder and the Obama letting all these blacks feel empowered to go out and do whatever they want. Another white policeman killed a black teen in St. Louis. Yeah. New protests. You know, and they attested this, uh, Michael Brown, I guess it was, the one that was in Ferguson. Yeah. He's got gunpowder residue on his hands, one of his clothes. The boy had a gun. He didn't have a sandwich in his hand. He had a gun in his hand trying to hurt the cop that now they want to hang. This oh, is yeah, the sandwich. promoted by the White House. and by, the loaded uh, sandwich, bro. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was loaded. It was loaded. <laughs> it was twenty-two zip gun. It was a zip, yeah. <laughs> you remember zip guns? I remember. Yeah. <laughs> You're in Philadelphia, I'm the Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> yeah, we, we had them it. all right up there. Because <laughs> yeah. I probably know people that made them. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, look at what look at what the Common Core is doing to uh, the kiddos in I forget which state. They're they they cannot be called boys and girls. Oh, you know? yeah, the penguins. <laughs> penguins. <laughs> Amazing. Jeez. You know why penguins are white and black? They? <laughs> oh, God, that's a riot. Well, that's, that's unbelievable. Race. Well, Michelle has failed as a nutritionist. We know that. 
Many of the states are abandoning her lunch programs. They're telling them to eat the celery sticks instead of having a lollipop. Um, basically, they're getting rid of carbohydrates. That that was the whole key. It, the intent was to make the, the meals more healthy. The kids are rejected it. They're not eating it. I talked to food workers here in my locale. They said they're just throwing food away by the time. It, it's oh, just, yeah. just stupid. They should bring back the salad bars, and they should bring back the sandwiches and the pizza and, and the hot dogs. These are energy foods for kids. If kids eat too much of anything, they're going to get heavy. The good uh, nutrition rules should be taught in the school and at home, uh, as usual for most people. 20% of all children are obese, and that's a bad thing, and it needs to be helped. But not through a nutritionist named Michelle Obama, for sure. It's it's the parents' job to do that. that those purple penguins, uh, yeah. they were in Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. and they didn't want to insult anybody. These liberals have 22 definitions of gender. You got a boy, you got a girl. Yeah. That's it. That's all there is. That's right. But, I mean, well, these America- people are rejecting the, the Michelle's uh, lunch menu tremendously. Right, she went campaigning for a gentleman the other day. She'll go out, and she's even said, well, having Obama's uh, last name is really hurting my campaigning. Oh, you think, you dummy? She, she couldn't even know, she didn't even know the guy's name she was campaigning yeah. for. Funny. That's <laughs> so funny. God, these people we're, are that we're, dumb. We're destroying our own American exceptionalism. You know, it stems, yeah. exceptionalism stems from the emergence uh, from our revolution. Yeah. But now they're going in reverse. It 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 absolutely is factual that we there the people are being uh, tricked into believing a democracy is the same as a republic. When a re, when a a republic, you're protected by your documents. Yeah. In a democracy, you, whoever you elect, that majority tells you what to do. Yeah. And there basically lies the corruption. You're going to get those together, and you create things like rhinos who are yeah. going to go on both sides of the table and try to figure out the best deals for themselves and screw the people. You know, it's yeah. just it's incredible. And we're well, slipping in that dark hole, yeah. and it seems like we're just not – we already know they're trying to dumb down the schools and doing a very good job of it, but it looks like. The greatest education coming from the people who are actually living life and learning would be able to see the conjugal facts that we are destroying this country by allowing those corrupts, which is at the top, you know, the Obamunists, trying to destroy us from within. And it always, always, always comes down to people not realizing who the real boss is. That we the people are the boss. We hire those people, but yet we we allow them to be the royals over us. I mean, we had a revolution because we didn't want royals governing and telling us uh, our poor little serf ass what to do. We wanted people to work for us, and therein came the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and all of our documents that protect yeah. us, we the people. Well, they had a little TV show uh, commercial a while ago, not a while ago, very recently, and they were asking people that are going to Harvard, where the Obama said he went, and they're asking them just one question. Who was the worst actor in the world, ISIS or America? They all said America. 
They all are brainwashed through schooling to believe that we caused the problems. Oh, there wouldn't be any ISIS if it wasn't for the United States. There wouldn't be any Ebola if it wasn't for the sequester cuts. But these people are so stupid, and they're going to what used to be a recognized college name, Harvard. Now it's like any other college. I wouldn't spend money now to go to college. I went to night school and worked at the same time. And yeah. at that point in time, it was worth it because I went for engineering. Today, I don't think it's worth it anymore. And I wouldn't no, spend the money not for at it all. to go. Harvard was founded in 1636 in Massachusetts. And the Harvard pre-1960s, maybe had some value. Now with the left-wing uh, faculty there, it's not worth anything. They're producing a, a bunch of... Not, they're not stupid people. They're just left-wing people like Robert Reich, who uh, who works there in lectures. And he's saying that the, the white man may become obsolete in the future. Think Stupid things like this. So saying that ISIS is uh, less uh, potent than America is. That, that That's just dumb. And, and we're hearing this more and more and more from the left. You know what this reminds me of? Orwell's 1984, the the big leader. They're always showing pictures of the leader. And that's what they're doing with Obama, showing Obama bigger than life, and people need to follow, follow this icon. And that's exactly what much of the community does in the Democratic Party. They still follow him, and they think he's just this great guy, and he's not. That's what they did in Russia with Stalin, yeah. in China with Mao. Big pictures up of these people. They are the supreme leader. We don't need a judicial branch. We don't need a legislative branch. We got Democrats coming out saying Obama should yeah. be a dictator. I mean, under Mao, wrong direction. Under Mao, 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 he, he, tens of millions of people starved to death because of famines, directly because of his policies. Stalin had purges, and tens of millions of people died there as well. These are bad leaders. Obama is not in that category yet, but he's moving in that direction by allowing Ebola, allowing enterovirus 68D here, which has paralyzed and killed children here. Numerous kids, one here in New Jersey just recently, a little toddler died from it. And it's very prevalent below the southern border, so we know where it came from. George was reporting this is a mystery virus. There's no mystery about where this stuff came from. And more and more diseases are bringing burdens. So if Obama can't kill us directly, he's going to kill us through Ebola and enterovirus and many other things that are coming across the border as well. Try to brainwash everybody. Yeah, Barry Soto is is a uh, communist uh, collaborator. I mean, look at, you were talking about Harvard. Uh, you When you have tenure... You can't get rid of those bastards, and they're over there teaching our kids. And you brought some of them to mind, but it's it's incredible. They're they're able to do what it is they want to do in their teaching agenda. You know, telling uh, just like uh, Dr. Davis just said, telling uh, the people that the the white person is going to be a thing of the past, and. Uh, I, I, as name who uh, is the right-hand man uh, for Obama there that uh, he learned most of his communist trade from uh, coming into uh, uh, power binges that he's been involved with. And just for anyone with a single brain cell, with as many of those expensive schools and all the travel around the world that Obama has been part of and done. 
where did the money come from when he's never had a job being only a political organizer? Now, where did the money come from? Everybody knows George Soros, and everybody knows the intent there is to destroy America. I mean, George Soros' first trillion dollars came with destroying the British pound. It There is yeah. ultimate backroom deals, and the guy behind the curtain, so to speak, yeah. is not Obama. It's his puppeteers. And we've got to have a, a great awakening in this country and just realize that Obama has performed the, the greatest scam on America that has ever been performed because he was a clean black man. That's, that's what, what Biden said. That's what Obama said. Global media is right behind helping him. And now they're saying that, well, the, uh, the death of Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin the people who killed them were really killing Obama. I mean, this is just its ridiculous. We've got the weak-minded people listening to the idiots in the crowd who can't answer questions. Half of them don't even know who the vice president is, which really, that's a good thing. But, I mean, these people are, their, their brains are mush. I don't know what they think about that. How, how can you not pay attention? The way it was, I really didn't it start paying attention until after 9-11, and then I really started paying attention. But at that point, there wasn't a president, theoretical president, trying to destroy the country. No. We had liberal and we had conservatives, but they weren't really trying to hurt the country. They were trying to benefit their party and their supporters. That's one thing. This idiot-in-chief we have now is actively trying to kill Americans, destroy the conservative Republican Tea Parties. He's out of hand. And every, all of his minions, this TSA director just uh, resigned. He's been there for four years, all under Obama. And now the media is already making excuses. Well, he didn't resign because of Ebola and flights into uh, Africa. People are going to be dropping like flies around this idiot. And he'll just be putting more idiots in, in line. He's trying to do the same thing with, with holders. He's putting everything off to after the midterm elections. The attorney general... Border By the security, way, the two names, the two names I couldn't come up with a moment ago, was, one of them was Frank Marshall Davis, hopefully, Dr. Davis, you're not kin to him, and yeah. then yeah. Bill Ayers, you know, Bill yeah, yeah. Ayers. And Dorn. Yeah. <laughs> the one that wrote Obama's books, Bill Ayers, that's the same Bill Ayers. The one that yeah. Obama sat in his living room to start his campaign that back in Chicago for the Senate, that Bill Ayers. The Bill Ayers that was in jail for a long time, that he wished he could bomb more uh, United States uh, property and buildings. Right. That Bill Ayers with his, his crazy wife. What's her name? Dornan? Dornan, whatever her name is. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah, is and what we have. I think Marshall Davis, of course, was uh, his Hawaiian first mate over there who uh, was his uh, mentor, if you will. I think we refer to his Hawaiian uh, connection. <laughs> you know how convenient it is that Obama's mother's dead, his father's gone, his brother met him about five times. He was interviewed on Fox and so forth. No one really knows this guy. No one knew him over at Columbia or or Occidental College where he was before, or at Harvard. And he was uh, 
giving speeches over there. Who is this black guy giving speeches? The other thing is he was the head of the Harvard Legal Review. That's that's a very prestigious position for a man who has a dumbed-down brain. And I and I looked a little further into that. They said the way he got in was a circuitous way. Instead of having to test for it or, or get recommendations, they had him write a couple of paragraphs, and, and they accepted him that way to make to legitimize uh, his appointment there. So someone or some group of people have been helping this kid all along the line, breeding him uh, to become president in the background, knowing that someday maybe this guy would be uh, the leader-in-chief. Well, they they, tried, they gave the Nobel Peace Prize. A month Isn't that funny? It was in office. I, I used to think the in. Nobel Prize meant something. Nine months. And now they're announcing all the Nobel Prizes. They mean nothing anymore. Did he give his money away, the million dollars, or he held on to it? <clears throat> I don't know. I would, I'd be curious to know what happened with that money. And it probably went tax-free, too. There's probably a, a, a perk in the law somewhere saying that President Obama could keep all the money for himself. Well, he, he put an executive order out saying he could do that. And they say, well, President Bush put out more executive orders. And he may have, but they were reasonable executive orders. Yeah. They didn't hurt the country. This guy's got the EPA trying to destroy coal power plants, fracking, nuclear, nuclear with no emissions, but they're still trying to shut them down. Yeah. You know, this is you. Can't, you don't have fossil fuel. You don't have energy. And that's the problem with a lot of these third world countries. These people are complaining about the United States. They're still living in shacks. Yeah. You know, you, they say, well, Africa and, and uh, Lib- Liberia, uh, Libya, they're getting these. Diseases because of the contamination. We got 12 of them living together in a little grass shack. No contributions to society. That's why a lot of the other countries hate the United States. Yeah. We develop things. We produce things. We invent things. And, and Obama and hates the, it. Energy separates us from the mud huts. Come on. Yeah. What they do you think he's trying to do when he, when he ran for president? We'll regulate them out of business. Yeah, Which yeah you can start a coal plant, but we're going to bankrupt you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way the boy operates. Yeah, well, they look like they live in prehistoric caves and huts. Uh, the people in Liberia and Gabon and Guinea and all those places, they haven't moved ahead in centuries. And if it wasn't for the white people, they wouldn't have cell phone and, and other things. They have actual clothes on their backs, or they'd be wearing uh, little doilies. <laughs> with spears, I can only imagine what, what it would be like. They don't have flush toilets in many areas there. Nothing. No access to clean water. So how do you expect this stuff not to uh, uh, spread? And that's that's what's happening there. But they yeah. want to bring it over here, too. We have there's a new uh, group of uh, nuclear power plants coming online, which are smaller, more efficient, safer. Obama wants nothing to do with it. He's still going after solar power and and wind power and it's all it costs ten times as much for both of those as the basic coal or organic uh, kinds of fuels. Well, He's just pushing a, the the government uh, electric cars, and nobody. This amazes me. Nobody seems smart enough to know that. Well, you've got to plug an electric car in. Yeah. So that's a phony piece of crap. You've got to get rid of the battery, which is huge when it dies. Yeah. That's pollution. If anyone think about these things, all he wants to do is donate, give our money to solar and wind, and all they do is they take the money, get rich, go bankrupt, donate money back to Obama. 
I mean, it's a very simple cycle. You don't have to yeah. be a rocket scientist to figure this out. Yeah. It's a shame, though. It's just a shame that ridiculous. it come down to this point. And, the, you know, America's decline under Obama isn't, isn't due to a mistake or ignorance or incompetence at the hands of a community organizer. It's on purpose. A brilliant plan by his puppeteers to destroy capitalism, American exceptionalism, Judeo-Christian values, and the middle class, okay? He plays like he's for the middle class. He wants to destroy the middle class so America can become just another third world country. He's always talking about the new world order. We should all be just part of the uh, United Nations. Think about this. The most one of the most treasonous acts there was was for uh, Jim for uh, John Kerry to have signed the agreement with the United Nations to regulate our guns. Now, think about this. There is a an, a, a constitution, and this president has violated it more than all of the other presidents put together. It's incredible, but it's the absolute fact and truth. Well, he hates the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Yeah. They were trying I, to get an alternative Bill of Rights, the new Constitution, in yeah. to give government control over us. Right now, the Constitution is, is written and developed to prevent government from controlling us. He hates that. Obama shredded the Constitution, unfortunately. Yeah. Look what we have now. It's, 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 just, it's pale in comparison to what it was before he came into office. There's going to be some whistleblowers. There's some whistleblowers on that those three thousand plus soldiers sent over there in the middle of the Ebola, and that is going to come out. And especially after a bunch of them get sick and infected with the disease, that was he didn't want to send anybody over to boots on the ground to fight ISIS, one of his Muslim brothers, but he sent them over in harm's way that they could not defend themselves against the Ebola. I think but they were cherry-picked people that he sent over there, too. And they're going to go back, distribute it all 50 states, and make everybody sick. Yep. Of course, if you ask Obama, it's 57 states. But Imagine trying to attract 4,000 people with Ebola. <laughs> good yeah. luck. Yeah, good luck. That's amazing. Well, I live in the county where Aberdeen Proving Grounds are. Most, many of them are going to come in here. They're going to come in through Delaware, Dover Airport when they come back here. They're yep. going to come in through Dulles and the rest of these places. Andrews Air Force Base is about 70 miles from here. That's where they're going to come in. My wife treats a lot of people from the military in her dental practice. So it's, it's going to be all over the place. Well, most people walked off the job in that New York airport over there because of they were afraid of the Ebola, right? Yeah, that's right. People walking off their jobs. Well, that's that's not unusual. <laughs> Most of them were Hispanic or black anyway. <laughs> they they walk off the jobs for any reason, just a drop of a hat. They really want entitlements. Yeah, look it's, at all the fast food workers. I want fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, I want a fifteen dollars an hour. For well, if you store. want to live in a wage, get a job. Well, that was Jesse Jackson that was behind that. He's saying that uh, it's not a living wage. It wasn't meant to be a living wage. Not we discussed this on other be. shows. And i got to tell you, I don't want to go out and spend $15 for a hamburger. No, what I want to do is put these people out of business. Everything the Obama does is against the middle classes, against the working people, and it's, it's yeah. killing jobs. Yeah. 
Building jobs, building a, the community? No, he is regulating them out of the country. Job yeah. creators have got to leave here yeah. in order to survive. People don't understand that fees and taxes are part of what you're about to buy from them. It's called an overhead, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I want to thank both of you, Michael Talley and Frank Marshall Davis. I mean, excuse me, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> careful, Nell. You be careful with that, buddy. <laughs> we want the doctor back. <laughs> Take care. We'll see you next week. Be easy, safe, guys. both of you. Be safe. Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is...